That's right, everybody. It's Monday, and that means it's live Brooklyn Paper Radio from downtown Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Paper Building at America's downtown corner of J and Myrtle Streets here in downtown. Of course, I'm Gersh Kutzman of the New York Daily News, former editor emeritus now of the Brooklyn Paper. Former with, editor emeritus. This, it just makes no sense at all. And I'm with, of course, Vince DiMaselli, the current editor of the Brooklyn Paper, one of the legends of the game. And when I say game, I mean journalism. Vince, it's great can, to see you. It's good to be here. Can I be Can I be the 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 editor emeritus like right now? Or is that it's, that's impossible? You're, you're the editor. I'm the editor emeritus. The current editor emeritus. You're the former. It is important to say he's a handsome man. And I always start every show. I know you want to get to the big talk about the big Ange funeral today. Oh, man, she sold out Regina Patches. If you can play Regina Patches, you're doing fine. But we got a lot to talk about today. First off, I start every show by saying, Vince, it's great to see you. It's always a pleasure to be here. What have you been doing? Oh, man, so I'm driving in today, right? You know, I'm coming over to Arizona Bridge. And I, it was, I live I, on the rock. I do. You? I live on the rock. I'm, and I'm driving over, and I'm, it's like... It was very, very. It was sunny out. I couldn't see the the sun was coming across the, the across the across the the narrows, as it were. And uh, so I got on the Waze app because I don't know how long it's going to take me to get in, and I always want to find different ways to get there. And as I'm coming over the bridge, the Waze app starts flipping out, and it's like, go, "Turn left, turn right. What You're are you on doing?" The bridge. I'm, I'm on the bridge. I'm coming onto the bridge, and yeah. it's like, "Turn left. Turn, where are you going? Stop. What's going on? I don't right." Is that the and voice now, it uses? Well, I think it's C3PO. Yeah. So I'm coming over. The, I'm getting over the bridge. I'm getting onto the bridge. It's early in the morning. I haven't had my coffee. The sun is glaring into my face. I have no idea where I am. I look down at the Waze app, and it has me like magically floating across the narrows, nowhere near the bridge. It doesn't know where I am. So I don't. I, I don't know what's going on. I think I'm in like a wormhole or a something. A Waze wormhole. It's like a Waze wormhole. It's screaming at me to stop the car, do something. And you made it to work nonetheless. No, I'm coming, and then I'm I'm pinching myself to make sure that I'm you know I'm I'm actually alive because the Waze app has me floating over the narrows but apparently there, there must have been some kind of i don't know what happens with those i apps. mean it's technology we have to get jimmy in here or something maybe jimmy speaking knows speaking of but, jimmy our producer but jimmy, i survived we have got a show today i know i come in here every week and i say oh we got a great show we got a, by the way host it, it also thought i was on on the highway when i was on third avenue fair enough well that's an easy mistake to make but anyway we've no, got a great show jimmy shouldn't happen in a couple of minutes the borough president of brooklyn Br- eric adams i almost said brian adams eric adams <laughs> we're it gonna cuts p- like a knife we're gonna play hail to the chief our show of course is sponsored as it always is by brooklyn spine center atlas steakhouse and joseph lichter dds oh i love that place. great news though the borough president was supposed to be here in studio he's gonna call in instead which i prefer because, A, it's a more clear, we'll have a clear connection. You prefer the phone <laughs> no, call? No, I don't. No. I actually, the reason I, I wanted. I clean the place up. I had Jimmy in here sweeping up. The reason I wanted him to come in is because there's a new, get a, get a sip of this, Vince. I brought in a kale margarita. Now, this is not made in Brooklyn. It's made in Manhattan. No, wait, or, is this, this is like a mix that no, you it's, bought? No, it's, it's at a bar called Bounce. And they gave me a sample. And I said, I want the borough president of Brooklyn because Brooklyn is kale time. Kale town, they call it. It is kale town. So I'm going to take a sip of this. Take, I'm going to give you a sip. Well, you try it first. And I'll, mm, mm, it doesn't mm. smell good, I'll it's tell you that. It's a kale lime margarita. And I'm going to get... Oh, man. I'm going to get on the phone. I don't understand if the smell that I smell is the kale or if it's the margarita. I'm going to get on the phone. The tequila. The woman who introduced me to the kale margarita, Jeanette Septembre of the New York Daily News. We While we're get... waiting for the borough president to call. I don't know if I could drink this. Well... I'm going to call her. Let's see if we can get her on the phone, Jimmy. No, wait, you know, it's what do you not think a, of it? It's not as bad as it smells. Here it is. We got it, Jimmy? 
What are you doing? Why didn't you just have her call in? Why didn't you use the phone? This is Jeanette. Uh, Jeanette September, Gersh Kunstman, and Vince DiMasselli of Brooklyn Paper Radio. We are enjoying your kale lime margarita. Tell us a little bit about it. That's right. Well, I'm so glad you asked, Gersh. I mean, I must say, my initial reaction to the kale margarita was, oh, kale, no. Because let me tell you, there is a fine line between kale in my juice in the morning and tequila as my favorite nighttime sip. And so I have to say, I wasn't thrilled when I when I heard the two were being fused in one. Mm. But let me tell you a little bit about this green gimmick. It's made with agave, fresh fresh lime juice, and Patron Silver, and it just launched on the menu at Bounce in Chelsea. And I must say, it's not half bad. Did this? Did uh, the introduction of Did the introduction of this drink have anything to do with the death of Harper Lee, the author of Tequila Mockingbird? You know what? They didn't say, but now that I think about it, it could yeah, have it could, just that could very well be the case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never know. So, do you like the kale margarita? I have to say, it wasn't half bad. I mean, I'm a tequila fan in general, so you can't really do too much wrong when Patron's added to the mix. But I must say, it does it does get a nice little balance from the bitterness of the kale and then the agave to sweeten it up. And let me say, let me say too, for for our health conscious audience out yes, there, it's only a hundred and it's only a hundred and thirty nine calories compared to about a hundred and forty calories that you get from your typical kale juice. Wait, so one generation. one calorie fewer, one calorie. Just one calorie pure. It's thirteen bucks. About let's say uh, four bucks. Up Jimmy, from a, Jimmy's just saying. So you know, Jimmy's shaking his head. Gen. Jimmy's like, you said it's, it's got for our health conscious consumer. It's one calorie less than a regular. And Jimmy's like, I don't, I don't really care. Jimmy, give Jimmy a taste. Jimmy, taste this. Jimmy, Jimmy's gonna taste it. Anyway, keep going, Jeanette. You're doing a great job. She's on fire. Let me just say, I mean, if there's a lot of buzz to be buzzed about with this drink. Jimmy, what you think? What did Jimmy think? Oh, Jimmy liked Jimmy it. it. Okay, Jimmy, Alexa Hente approves. All right, Jeanette. So, wait, wait. I'm just now. What? What's the, you're saying? The kale is add, it adds bitterness. Does it? And is it actually healthier? Because I hear that McDonald's yeah. kale salad's got more calories than a than a Big Mac. Nice, nice, Vince. Yeah. yeah. That's a very good point, yeah. Um, I have to say, I've never been a fan of a juice cleanse. I mean, if I'm going to be forced to eat my kale, I might as well be I might as well be sipping it with a little bit of tequila. That's my mentality. But I must say, I have to say, for all those spinners and, and, and gym rats out there, I don't think I would advise exercising after knocking back a couple of these sips. What, what about doing a radio show? I think it would add a little bit more character. Why not? Yeah, a little bit more. <laughs> certainly add a little more smell right well, now. Well, present company excluded. Obviously, we don't need any more character because, as you know, I've been accused of yelling and screaming on the radio. But Jeanette Septembre, a great reporter at the New York Daily News. Vince, any last comments for Jeanette? Well, I know. I actually have nothing else to say because I'm too busy drinking this. Uh, well, Jeanette, kale. we're going to uh, pass along some of your kale lime margarita to the borough president of Brooklyn, Bri- Eric Adams. I almost said Brian Adams again. again. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Jeanette September, thank you from the New York Daily News. Enjoy all her stories daily on nydailynews.com. Jeanette, thank you. Thanks so much. Oh, it was nice to have I got to hang up on her because no, the borough president of Brooklyn, Eric Adams is about to call in. And we got a lot to talk about with him, Vince. Yes, we do. He's we got to talk about Big Ange. He's, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. He's just back from the Holy Land, so I'm going to ask him how he liked Greenpoint. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about the downtown plan, that's, which he's a yeah, big critic of. Yeah, the 2.5. Suddenly a big critic of. The yes. $2.5 billion trolley, which I call the $2.5 billion mistake by the lake. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> what lake? There he is. Oh, there he is. Hey, Jimmy, can we get the borough president on? There you go. Borough President 
Eric Adams, it's Gersh Kutzman along with Vince DiMaselli at Brooklyn Paper Radio. How are you, sir? Quite well. It is always great being on the air with you guys. I don't know if you can hear in the background, our producer Jimmy has been playing Hail to the Chief, awaiting your call. <laughs> and you have earned every bar and measure of that song, Mr. Borough President. <laughs> we're just uh, we're just a little upset. We we didn't have you in the office uh, in the studio. We cleaned up everything. I had a I had a bottle of water for you, but uh, it's still good to have you on. Yeah, it's just that in this borough things move so fluently, and uh, someone is waiting outside to talk with me. But I said I have to speak to my two favorite radio hosts. Wow, oh, well that's, that's great. great. Well, just so you know, we can't take phone calls. Because you're on our line, so I'm going to give out my cell phone number. I don't do this very often, Borough <laughs> President, but the number, if people want to call in, it's 347-512-4651. And imagine, Vinny, imagine like Howard Stern giving out his cell phone number, because I just did that. Your ex-girlfriend just found you. You in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not, we cannot open that can of worms right now. But I, really, I do want to talk to you, Mr. Borough President, because you're back from the Holy Land. I want to find out, what do you think of Greenpoint? <laughs> oh, you were in Israel. <laughs> no, that's Williamsburg. Oh, know. okay. So where were you? Tell us where you were. In, in, in Israel, great, great trip. Uh, you know, what is interesting is that we hear about the stabbings that takes place um, throughout Israel every so often, but it is a daily occurrence, and when you look at the ages of some of the young people involved, 13 and 14 years old, uh, it is just really horrific, uh, you know, and we really need to look at how do we uh, just turn the direction of some of these young people so they don't feel they have to be radicalized and do some of these horrific acts. Wait a minute. You had to go all the way to Israel to, to, get, to witness some stabbings. I mean, I got to tell you, Borough President, it's not going so well here. No, it's not. And it's funny that the day I uh, took off from uh, Tel Aviv, there was uh, a stabbing of two people. And when I landed at uh, Newark Airport, I read that there was a stabbing of three people. Wait, are you the and bad so luck charm? It's about violence. And how do we stop violence um, locally and internationally? Yeah. So hmm. why, but why did you go? What was the overall purpose of the trip? Uh, public safety. I went with a group of uh, law enforcement officers, uh, ex-chief of police, uh, Chief uh, Philip Banks and mm -hmm. the commanding officer of the 66 Precinct, which is the largest, one of the largest Jewish communities in Borough Park, mm -hmm. and the commanding officer of the 90 Precinct, a large uh, Jewish population in um, Williamsburg. And many people don't realize, but Brooklyn has the largest Jewish population outside of Israel. Wait, who doesn't who doesn't realize that? I mean, come on, I'm a mensch. You're a mensch. <laughs> it's a substantial population. And so I've done several trips based on what the uh, Turkish community has asked me to go to Turkey and uh, look at some of the things that were done in Turkey. And I want to, you know, bridge the gap internationally. Brooklyn is an international destination. When you think about Miami has around 700,000 people. Carolina has 750,000. We have 2.6 million people. We have to stop looking and viewing ourselves as just being a borough. We're a city, the fourth largest city in America, and we must have international relationships. I mean, I, this, is, this is what I always say on Brooklyn Paper Radio. We're broadcasting from America's downtown. Am I right, Mr. Borough President? You, you hit it on the head. And, now, you know, people don't realize that when you uh, start connecting with cities abroad, the Chamber, Cha Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce was there at the same time. Uh, we want to start how do we change ideas, culture, education, and commerce 
with these international locations. Just just for the record, because you know people are going to say uh, Vinny and Gersh went easy on you. Who paid for the trip? The uh, JCRC paid for the for the trip. Uh, this time we went to Turkey. It was a different group. Uh, so different groups paid for it. It wasn't taxpayers' dollars. There you go. You know um, that paid for the trip. And um, we try to find ways not to spend taxpayers' dollars. I mean, the JCRC. And what's that? Uh, That is an organization that sponsored many of the uh, trips to Israel that we that we have. um, Michael Miller is the Ah. head of the organization. And and it's important to look at what we do. The acronym stands for the Jewish Community Relation Council. Ah, there it is. So that's going to. Oh, that's fine. That's going to count as your plug that we're going to give you at the end. So now (laughs) we got to come closer to home, much closer to home. I mean, we're talking about in front of your office topic for on Vince's mind on my mind 2.5 billion dollars to build a trolley to go from someplace in Queens to Sunset Park where are you on this project uh, I love the concept but the devil is in the details um, for far too long our waterfront Red Hook uh, Dumbo uh, going into Queens uh, you know for far too long the transportation and those areas have been horrific, yeah. and really it has led to the underdevelopment of our waterfront. And I think that if we can come up with a way that the developers would pay a major role um, in my conversation with them, they need to come out their pockets and assist in this because they would benefit from the property value um, in that area. But it really will open the door to, to commerce and opportunities, but it should not be all on the shoulders of taxpayers. Uh, it needs to be on the shoulders of those developers who want to continue to develop the waterfront around residential uh, housing. So you think the developers should be should help pay for this? Uh, oh, without a doubt, um, they should play. You know, this the estimate cost is about two point five billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's with a B and not an M. And if um, you know, when you look at it, um, those who are going to benefit is going to be more attractive. To if you are building a high-rise on the waterfront and you are told that now you could have an additional transportation, um, it's a benefit. And so I think that the developers, they brought the idea to me initially mm-hmm. uh, when I sat down and spoke with them. It was of the understanding that they have a, a benefit from this, so they, they should be part of the cost that's uh, making this happen. So what do you think you could actually get out of them, though? How much do you think they would be willing to, to put in? Well, I think greater minds and minds are um, creative financing of how do we use um, what methods of financing to look at their development, either some type of uh, a tax incentive um, over that area, uh, some type of initiative to look at in addition to the cost of the uh, rental of the apartment. I think we just need to be creative to make sure that they come up um, with some of the costs of making this project happen. But you've been in the business long enough. You know developers, they got deep pockets and short arms. Am I right? <laughs> like that. <laughs> you can use that one. That one's yours. All right, we got to get out. We got to get out. And I know you got something else on your mind. You put out a press release today. You were talking in the Daily News the other day about the downtown Brooklyn plan. Now, Vinny and I, I don't even remember this because you were you, you were just a humble state senator, I think, back then. Yeah, back then. We were covering the downtown Brooklyn rezoning plan, which promised lots of residential but mostly office space, turned Brooklyn into a 21st century office destination. But what happened? Because now you're borough president. You're looking at it. What do you think? Uh, and, and, you know, when you take a close examination of the 2004 uh, rezoning plan, it was a success. 
um, in some areas, but the area we were not successful in is um, drawing commercial development here and making sure that uh, many of the towers and uh, redevelopment that we witnessed um, involved commercial space. Uh, we got just the opposite. Um, we got a lot of residential space because of the rezoning, and that was not the plan. And so that's why I'm calling on um, both the uh, EDC and city planning to come together, create a task force. So how do we look at making sure uh, future zoning and future development attracts uh, the, the commerce and the commercial space. That's important. Uh, and then we have to look at the infrastructure. Uh, fact is that many people uh, move downtown uh, expecting to ensure that they can have location for their, their children to attend school. We need to deal with that, um, making sure that we could um, have the proper um, seats here in the downtown area. Uh, we have to look at the increase in ridership that has taken place in the downtown area. We have increased uh, more than any place throughout the city. And all of these things need to be taken into account uh, on what we need to do. We're right. clearly short on uh, generating commercial office space by an, you know, an estimated 3.3 million square feet. That is a lot of office space. Right. And so what, one of the things I'm thinking of is we need to think outside the box. Let's move a lot of our governmental services um, out to areas that we need to rebuild, like East New York, the Broadway Junction. You have the J, the L, the A line. Um, let's have government services there. This will draw people there. They will uh, open restaurants and stores, and, and these are mandatory places where people must do business with the city, and that will free up some of the office space we have downtown. Yeah, well, let's just take it back downtown for a second. Um, so basically they, they rezoned this more than 10 years ago, and uh, back then, like we said, they thought that – they were going to get more commercial space in there, more commercial building, but but that didn't happen. And if that was the plan, if that's what what everyone wanted, why wasn't the zoning just set up so that they could only build commercial? Why did it allow um, residential in the first place? Uh, that's a good question. Um, during the time that this was done, I was just a twinkle in the eye of political politics. And so I don't know why we just didn't focus on uh, commercial space. And it was challenging. You know, they, uh, when uh, Bruce Ratner uh, did uh, the development here downtown, there were some vacant um, office spaces here. No one realized that Brooklyn was going to boom in the manner that it, it is booming now. Well, I did. Oh. Oh, come on. Come on. Now, you may have been a twinkle in the eye, but we were here and we knew. We knew the boom was coming. In fact, we named a magazine Brooklyn Boom. Remember that, I believe Vince? we did, yes. That was an award-winning magazine. I listen to you because uh, <laughs> I knew that um, this was going to be an attractive place, and, um, and those who invested in uh, the downtown area realized that also. And so now here we are, and the reality is we can't turn back the, the hands of time, but the uh, EDC and uh, city planning can make sure as we move forward that this becomes a place where commercial space is at the optimum. So do you think that something has to change now? Are you saying that, that we need to change the zoning downtown to – to uh, basically promote uh, commercial space? Because uh, Bruce Ratton, is, uh, Forest City Ratton, I believe, is building a giant uh, office uh, office space on uh, where P.C. Richards is, right across from Atlantic Yards, right across from uh, Barclays Center. Um, I mean, would the, shouldn't the market decide how this stuff gets built? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Are you a capitalist uh, or a communist, uh, I'm, I'm President? I'm with you. The market must decide. And, and that's some of the fear that we're having because, you know, we, we have more residential units that are coming on the market, and, and you're hearing of some of the 
um, future development that's taking place in the downtown area along the Flatbush, Flatbush Corridor. And so the market should drive the building, but at the same time we have, we have an obligation uh, when we start changing zoning and using the airspace that we would never get more airspace from is that we create opportunities for employment. It's about attracting uh, industry and commerce here so that those taxpayers um, that own the current airspace can have an opportunity to be employed in the downtown Brooklyn area. It's about jobs as well as res- residential. Yeah, well, it's, it's nice to have that mix. Do you think that what's happened so far downtown has been a success, though? I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of obviously, residential towers that have gone up, lots of people moving in. Do you, do you think that's, that what's happened so far is good? Do you think it's bad? And do you, do you really think we need to make uh, changes? I, I think it's good. Um, I am I am really excited about where Brooklyn is going. Um, the uh, commerce, the stores, the new residential. Uh, we want we must make sure that we include affordable units so that all Brooklynites uh, can enjoy the prosperity and popularity that the borough uh, has to offer. Uh, but as we see our skyline change. Uh, it is. It should be exciting for all of us. Uh, becoming, we, we're going into a new phase, and I know some people are going through uh, growing pain because it's not the Brooklyn uh, that they uh, may have grown up in. But the reality is, it is becoming a mature place. And one of the most important additives that we can do, uh, teaming up with the Downtown Brooklyn Partnership and the Brooklyn Strand, uh, that is a great project of really linking um, the, the waterfront as well as over some of the new areas where the watchtowers used to be and just continue to connect the downtown area where the courts are now. Uh, so they're great opportunities to just to change the landscape of Brooklyn, and it is ex- extremely exciting. And you know where I stand. I'm a huge supporter of residential housing. I think we need more of it. But for the record, the downtown Brooklyn rezoning of t- 2004 did not include affordable housing as a mandate. Am I correct there, Borough President? Yes, you are. And we, we cannot make that same mistake twice. Uh, it must twice? Be we, made it in the, in the, we made it on the Williamsburg waterfront, too. We're making it all the time. And, 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 and what affordable housing does, it, it, it creates an environment of the diversity that makes the borough what it is. Yeah. And, and there's something that I'm excited about um, Brooklyn Nights of today that wasn't in place in yesteryears is that people have really... Uh, shredded their fear of living next to people who don't look like them. People really enjoy the diversity that this borough has to offer. And we, you know, when I grew up in Brooklyn, there were communities that different people could not go into. Uh, That no longer exists. Brooklyn has really just emerged as a place where you can live and be mm-hmm. who and whatever you would like to be in this borough, and that's very ex- an exciting time to live in. Except for one thing, and it segues to our next topic. You can live and be anything you want in Brooklyn unless you are a professional mixed martial arts fighter, and I know you want to change that. MMA is like the biggest thing in the country, but we don't have it in New York. Are you moving to get that changed and maybe bring it to the Barclays Center? Uh, we're looking forward to it. I'm hoping the first match that takes place is between me and Ruben Diaz up in the Bronx. Oh, All things take Diaz. goals. Uh, you know, you I keep trying to tell him Brooklyn is the place where kings live, and we're looking forward to really tomorrow we're going to roll out, uh, you know, a, an announcement of calling for the state to finally move and to allow MMA, MMA to come here uh, in the borough. Uh, and it's so important because it teaches discipline. It teaches 
of fitness and you know our partners with MNA is going to expand beyond the ring and really bringing young people into the conversation of how to be fit and when you're dealing with mixed uh, martial arts and so we're excited about it and we're looking for uh, this to happen and when you think about it um, we're we're one of the only uh, states without it. All other states have it, but New York State, it makes no sense. Well, I mean, you, you put a really nice spin on that, all about health and helping the kids. I mean, it's a big money maker, right? It's a big it's money about, maker, and it's about empl- employment. It's exciting. Okay, we go. you, you know we can open gyms throughout the the city. Uh, at the borough, uh, where people can learn mixed martial arts. I don't know if you've ever been in a mixed martial arts gym. Well, not intentionally. Uh, the the exercise is unbelievable. You know, um, the opportunities um, to connect with young people. There's a gym in Williamsburg where they connect with a school in Williamsburg and have young people come to learn about the exercise and the discipline is, that's, that, that is associated with mixed martial well, arts. I, I stand corrected. Apparently it is good for the kids. I, I did not know that, Vince. I did not know that. <laughs> I, heard, I heard it's pretty expensive, though. I don't think it's something that uh, – it's not like low-end gym fees. You want to you learn mixed martial arts, you're going to pay big bucks. Yeah, you, you do. But what happens is, is that because we don't have uh, the commerce here, it doesn't give an opportunity for it to expand. You're going to see smaller yeah. gyms open. Um, you're going to see schools start talking about it. And, you know, I do um, light uh, mixed martial arts, and you'll find that it's not all about trying to break someone's jaw. It's about how do you uh, use this as a method of exercise. You know, we're dealing with a real obesity issue here uh, in the borough of Brooklyn, and many of the high charts that we're having around health-related issues is because of the lack of exercise. And many people don't exercise because they think it has to be this boring thing instead of an exciting way such as mixed martial arts. Fair enough. I like the idea of exercise. As you know, I'm going to be playing hockey after the game at the Lakeside Center. The show. After, after the show. <laughs> hey, we got to get out, but I want to remind the, the listeners, we got the phone lines open on my personal cell phone, 347 we got to let the borough president go, but we can't. We would be remiss. Borough president, it's an election season. You're not up for re- election right now, but come on. You look at that that Republican field, national Republican field. you got Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, another guy from Ohio who's polling in the 8%. What are you looking at? When you look at this, is it, a, is it Ringling Brothers or is it, uh, is it the minor leagues? How would you even characterize the Republican field right now? You know some of these guys. I, you know, and it is, it is uh, extremely surprising that uh, Donald Trump is leading uh, the field. Uh, it, just, it, it is my belief it is an indicator of, you know, the anger in America. And sometimes when people are angry, they no longer become re- rational in their thoughts. Uh, I just can't believe that some of the, some of the things that, number one, that uh, Donald is saying, that people don't realize there's something wrong. But number two, um, not being willing to drill down on just having a realistic conversation of what his plans are. Mm-hmm. His plans must be more than uh, just, you know, having a soundbite. And for us to even think that he can lead the Republican field of just not really coming out with a solid uh, plan, it's just it's troubling. Well, where, where, where are, are we you going as a country? <clears throat> where are you on the left, uh, Borough President? Are you feeling the burn or are you with Hillary? I, I, I want to hear from both of them. I have not endorsed anyone in the race. Um, I think that we should continue to allow the debate to go forward. Um, so you're I feeling the burn? I think they both raise 
um, some very important issues and our young people having a voice about real issues and concerns. My son is in college, American University. Um, Congratulations. And, you know, on the college campus, you know, the young people are really talking about issues on what type of globe they want to inherit and how they want to live in America. Wow. Mm. It sounds like you're feeling the burn, my friend. I mean, I, you know I never <laughs> let you get away with anything and you talk <laughs> And then I say, oh, I heard what he said. He's feeling the burn. <laughs> Hillary hasn't come through with whatever it is you want to feel comfortable about. I'm That's sorry. not a question. Sounds like a statement. <laughs> I'm saying it sounds like Hillary has not come through with whatever it is you're uncomfortable about with her. No, I think both, both the um, candidates in the Democratic um, uh, race of primary, they both raise important issues um, and that are extremely important. And I want to continue to hear them. Uh, Brooklyn is the largest Democratic um, uh, county, and mm. I think it's important that Brooklyn uh, understands that, you know, who our next president is going to be and what role we can play. Well, you know, just I would be remiss, Borough President, if I didn't put out a, a special apology to my dad. I hope he's listening because uh, he may be upset. Last night we had a screaming fight over the politics. He's a Trump supporter. He says, you know what? If Trump, Cruz, Rubio, they're all the same, it'll be fine no matter which one of them wins. And I just went off the handlebars and I said, you know what? They're not all the same. Trump's a madman. Cruz is crazy. And Rubio's an idiot. So I don't know. Was I wrong? And <laughs> in one area, I think your dad is incorrect. And a lot of people tend to believe that no matter who's in the White House, uh, the country would just move forward. And that's not true. We, we are in a very delicate situation now with a lot of the global violence that's taking place. Uh, and I don't want my son to be a generation where he has to go to, to war. Uh, and if we're not careful, if we don't have a, any, any, a president who can navigate the complexities and keep us at peace. He's going to have to go to grad school. At war. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like I don't have to owe my father an apology from what I'm hearing here. I was <laughs> yeah. right. I think we should have the borough president sit down and have a beer with your dad and my dad. Yeah. And maybe they could, they could hash things out. It'll be out. a beer summit like yeah. Obama had. <laughs> anyway, we've got to let the borough president go. He's running the biggest city, the biggest Democratic county in the, in the country. Borough President Adams, world. could we get that hail to the chief music there, Jimmy? Borough President Adams, great to hear the sound of your voice. Next time in studio live. Love it. Love to see you guys. Thanks that million. song. Thank you very much, All right, Thanks President. for coming on. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. i got to say, I love Borough President Adams because when he talks about – you can cut the music there, Jimmy. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone now. Does Jimmy have his headphones on? Whenever you hear the Borough President's voice and he starts talking about being healthy and living in Brooklyn, you feel, mixed like, martial arts. You feel like it's great to be alive. Mm. You know what I mean, Jimmy? Because first of all, have you ever seen Borough President Adams? I mean, as attractive as Vince is, and the I Borough am President is a hunk and a half. Anyway, we've got to pay some bills. Vince. we got to. Let me ask you a question, Gersh. When sure. was the last time you saw a quality dentist who was truly affordable? If never, never saw a quality dentist. Never. Never. <laughs> your entire life. Never. You know what you need? Dr. Joseph Lichter. Is he a quality dentist? He's an absolutely a quality dentist. And Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art dentistry is offered at extremely reasonable prices so that almost anyone, even someone being paid as little as you, Gersh Kunzman, is offered... <laughs> you mean Gersh, no teeth, Kuntzman? Yeah, there he is. You can, you can afford to get the smile that you deserve. And right now, his prices are even more affordable. Because listeners of Brooklyn Paper Radio can get special low prices for some of Dr. Lichter's most popular procedures. For example, you know about Invisalign. I, I just, he just has to tell me to brush. That's you, all I need. 
<laughs> no, I need Invisalign. Tell you me got, more about the Invisalign it. Invisalign is the is the virtually invisible alternative to metal braces, which usually cost five thousand or more. At Dr. Joseph Lichter DDS, you'll save more than a thousand dollars. Porcelain veneers, sure, they can go for a thousand dollars or more. Dr. Lichter, you'll pay only six seventy five. And get the bright white smile you've always dreamed of. For a limited time, Dr. Lichter is offering the Zoom teeth whitening procedure for only three hundred. And ninety-five dollars. Call Doctor Lichter's office today at seven one eight three three nine seven eight seven eight to set up an appointment that will make you smile. That's seven one eight three three nine seven eight seven eight. As you know, Doctor Lichter is located at fourteen twenty Avenue P between East Fourteenth and East Fifteenth Streets in Midwood. You can visit him online at Doctor. I'm sorry, at Joseph Lichter DDS dot com. You know, it's funny you talk about the teeth. Yes. Teeth aren't my issue. My issue is my spine. So I'm going to ask you a question. Let me hear it. Have you ever had such bad low back pain mm-hmm. that you are on the sidelines of life and unable to do the things that make you happy? Yeah, sometimes I'm just on the floor. Well, there you go. Yeah. Did you know that non-surgical spinal decompression is available at the Brooklyn Spine Center? I've heard, I've heard that before. Well, they got a machine. It's called the DRX-9000. Mm, it's a spinal yeah. decompression device. That puts it a distraction force. It relieves the nerve compression that causes your low back pain. And it does it with like kind of a pumping it's action. pumping action. Yeah, that allows the body's own nutrients to flow back into the affected disc and reduce that pain. And this, this is not something that you take lightly. This is an important machine that you have to go in, talk to Melinda Keller to see if you're right for the DRX-9000. If you're not right for it, she's got other spinal decompression you know, techniques. But the DRX-9000 is what she's proudest of because she's one of the few people in the whole country offering that. So you got to call her. Mm-hmm. 718-234-6207. You'll schedule an initial consultation with, with Dr. Keller. You can also visit her online at brooklynspinecenter.com. They're at 5911 16th Avenue in Brooklyn. And that number again, 718-234-6207. And never has relief sounded better. Hmm. That is, that's I just came up with that, by the way. Never is relief sounded, but you know, at Atlas Steakhouse, they offer you a unique dining experience. Wait, we went from the teeth to the spine to the most important organ in the body. The stomach. Uh, the stomach. That's an organ, right? The Maybe the tongue? It, the stomach's an organ. The tongue? Is the tongue an organ? The tongue is not an organ. I would say it's part of the, the endocrine system. Think so? Yeah. All right. Skin? Skin is an organ. Yes, it is. Biggest organ in the body. That's what they a say. A present company excluded, of course. First, choose your steak. Thank you, Jimmy. I'm and here every, all everyone is cut aged to tender perfection on site. Then, pair it with a vintage from their extensive wine selection or with an Atlas Steakhouse signature cocktail. You can enjoy a succulent cocktail as their master chef crafts your choice cut as you desire. How do I like it, Gersh? Medium rare. Medium rare. And when your main course arrives, you'll understand why at Atlas Steakhouse, they always offer you a cut above the rest. Atlas Steakhouse at 943 Coney Island Avenue. You can visit them on the web at atlassteak.com. Listen, our second guests are here. Oh, they're here. Bring them on in. They're Jimmy, here. can you Let bring me, our – I can, want to introduce these guys once yeah. they're here. Jason a- Adams. Now, Jason Adams is not related to the borough president, Eric Adams, from is what he? we understand. Wait, did we ask that question? We didn't. We so need we, to be clear on get that. Get him in here. Anyway, Jason Adams, we, you know him as Jay Frost. He's a jewelry designer. Yeah. And he caught my eye, saw it in the New York Daily News. It's borough-shaped pins. Hmm. Not borough like donkey. I'm talking about the boroughs. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool to have him on and ask him, well, 
which borough is selling the best? My guess is it's Brooklyn, because why would you even make five borough pins? It, 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 no one in Manhattan is going to buy a no, pin. No, Manhattan's not going to buy a pin. Get him in here. Come on, you'll Jimmy. Get, get some in here. You'll get some in the Bronx. Yeah, so there's a lot of Bronx pride now. I don't see the Queens selling because most people mm. don't even know what Queens is. And even when you live in Queens, you don't even say you live in no, Queens. No, you say I live in Richmond Hill. I live in Maspeth. Yeah, is, I didn't even know that was part of Queens. Well, Long Island Either City. one of them. Remember, our phone lines are open. I remember Hollis. Hollis is Queens? Hollis is Queens. Christmas in Hollis. Oh, you're such a rap fan. I know that stuff. 718-260-4502. I will say this, though. The, like, the borough, I think, with the most recognizable shape would be Staten Island. Yeah, but that's because people associate it's it a, as like a, a little thumb off a jersey. It's, a, it's like a kidney. Yeah. It, you know, you live on the rock, and I, I don't care how many people hear it. Yeah. You don't live in Brooklyn. There, I said it. I'm I'm in Brooklyn more often than I am on Staten Island. And I do say on Staten Island, not That's in. That's weird. Anyway, so they make these burrow-shaped pins. They're uh-huh. very attractive. They come in a black matte finish or a or a silver tone. I'd love to see one. Here they come. Here he comes. Yeah, here. Is that Jason? Jason, right, have a seat. A Jay Frost is here. Who are you with? Who would you bring with you? This is Jordan from Pinchville. Jordan. Okay, guys, right, sit, have guys, a seat. Have a seat. you got to share a mic you because our, share our, a mic. Yeah, mic. Yeah, our fourth mic is, is in the shop. Now, we're very low-key, and i got to apologize right off the bat, Jay Frost. Yeah. Is that like J-Lo, by the way? No. You're, you're not nearly as attractive. It's without the low, and it's uh, added a frost to it. So here's there the thing. Pull up a chair. We had the borough president in, but he had to cancel the in-studio appearance. I really wanted you to present him with a Brooklyn pin. Okay. But I will accept it on his behalf. We will. Okay. He's very excited, right by the way. He's he very excited. But All show right. us the pin. Show, show us what you got, because I need to describe it. I need to paint the word picture. Or why don't you, Jay Frost, why don't you paint the word picture and describe your pins to us? Okay, so. I noticed, by the way, he is wearing a Brooklyn pin. Yes. I'm wearing a Brooklyn pin. There you go. From Brooklyn. There it is. Um, so describe these to us. So they're basically the uh, all five boroughs. You have another one for this? Get, get up here? right up to the mic here because we can't so hear you in Queens. Bronx, sorry. Yeah. So basically, um, they're the all five boroughs uh, of New York, which I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Mm. Um, I kind of wanted to do something always with the boroughs without just having like the name of the borough on something, you know, something that somebody could ask you kind of like what it is. Uh-huh. Um, so these are just like the maps of each borough lined out. And I collaborated with uh, Jordan here, who's the owner of Pintrill, which is like uh, the number one pin company right oh, now. Oh, Pintrill. Pintrill. It's well, not Pintrist. Well, you're certainly- No, it's Pintrill. You certainly- But I could see these on Pintrist. Uh, it's possible. I'm yeah. sure they're somewhere on there, yeah. All right, just, just, just for the record, I'm looking at the Brooklyn one, and it's got all these squiggly lines on it that <coughs> represent, I think, community boards. Am I right? Uh, let's, let's Correct. See. Correct. So really, community boards. But yeah. the Staten Island one doesn't. Yeah, what's Staten Island got? Because those are, there's only three community boards on Staten Island. I know this because I live there. This is the... Maybe it's the police precincts? No. No, there's only three precincts? No, there's four now. It's got to be more than just the community boards. Yeah, it's got to be something. I don't else. know. We're bringing well, this whole thing nice. down. Well, it looks nice. It's just the neighborhoods. No, you can't bring see these the, pins down there. I, I can see the down. neighborhoods. I could see Eltingville. I could see Annadale. I could see uh, St. George and Clove Lake and all that so stuff. So I'm looking at the, the black matte finish and the white. I thought it was silver. It's white. And I got to say, Vince, the black one is more attractive. And that's a classic. That's what the New Jersey Nets figured out when they came to Brooklyn. Let's wear black units. What do you think is more attractive, yeah. Jay Frost? Um, I like the black ones better. As you can see, I'm wearing black. I always wear black. Yeah, um, for the most part, black is the new black. Black is. The <laughs> I mean, new it black. is right. <laughs> yeah, 
I like it. Now, right. could you, could you, like, can they, can we take these out? And, like, yeah, take them out, play around with them. Put them on. Can they come together? Like, if I take Queens and Brooklyn, if I put them together, is it like a jigsaw puzzle? It's somewhat like it. I'm no, sure. It like I don't it's think it's going to go directly like a puzzle. No, it's piece, not the scale. Because look scale. how small the Manhattan one is. Yeah. I, and I got oh, news for you. When you see Manhattan in a pin form, it doesn't look. It looks like an outer borough. It doesn't look. When I look at Brooklyn, it looks like this is the city. Is that is that what you went for there? Um, no, <laughs> oh. but I am from there, exa- and, uh... Yeah, where are you from? Yeah, yeah. where'd you grow up? Who, me? Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Oh, Bensonhurst, oh, Bensonhurst. Okay. Yes. So, so Brooklyn is what's, the world what, to What street? My, my grandmother was on uh, 82nd between 16th and 17th. I was on Bay 46th between oh, Bay Harway and Beth. Oh, that's, that's way down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's kind of like almost not Bensonhurst, but it's still considered Bensonhurst. I gotcha. I now, gotcha. so when you sell these, how long have you been selling them? Um, they just came out, what, last week? Yeah. Wow. Where do you think is going to be the most interest? I assumed Brooklyn, but I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, I would say Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm sure they're all doing pretty well. But I was thinking, and, and, and maybe the guy from Pinchroll could tell us. But I was thinking nobody would buy a Manhattan pen, <laughs> just because Manhattanites oh, think well, we're the city. That why would I want to wear a Manhattan? Pin? Whereas Brooklynites are very proud of their borough. Where, where are you on that? Oh, Vince just got stuck. You know, it is, is it, a pin, Vince. It it's is. I just, I just realized that. And now, Jimmy, can we show that blood on the if air? You wanna ch- if you want to <laughs> check my blood, Gersh, you can. Oh, it's a radio show. There All right, go. so wh- wh- what about my theory about these Manhattan? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting, actually. People just want to represent the uh, the place that they currently live, not necessarily yeah. even if they're from there. So because a lot of people in Manhattan aren't actually from Manhattan, uh-huh. uh, you see you see a lot of people wanting them, and, and they purchase them, and, and they wear them proudly. Yeah, so. you should have, like, a Very Kansas a Kansas pin or, or a Virginia <laughs> pin for those people because they're not they're not real New Yorkers is what you're saying I, I mean you know I'm not talking about my girlfriend who's from Virginia and I love her dearly and she's a better New Yorker than me I'm not talking about her but you might want to make a, a Virginia pin my wife's from Wista do you have a Massachusetts pin in the works no. I'm having trouble getting this off. I'm going to get stuck by it, too. That's the idea. Careful. We want you to keep it on. Oh, it's heavy. It's really nicely made. Yeah, it's a very good quality. Oh, it's not low quality. <laughs> and how much does it go for? Uh, $12. Really? Yeah, it's $12 affordable. on the site. Very affordable. Wow. I, I almost have nothing else to say because it's so good. Look at this. <laughs> look at how it looks. How does it look on me, Vince? Look at Queens. You know what Queens looks like? <laughs> what is Queens like? Queen, Queens, Queens looks like, like something from that. Remember, remember uh, Operation? Remember the game Operation? To me, it looks like a miscarriage, but that's just my own thing. <laughs> no, come on. Is that a bad thing to say? No, I don't think so. I mean, we're talking about Queens, right? Yes. You couldn't say it because you want to sell Queens pins. I can say it. It looks, now, like, it looks like someone threw up on a plate and put it in a pin form. Not, and that's no offense to you guys. I'm just talking about Queens. Yeah. You no, can see the Rockaways, I though. I, I like the separation between Brooklyn and Queens. Right, so what else are you guys working on? You can't be just doing this borough thing. you got other things, right? I, yeah. I mean, for me, pins are, are, are a way of life. You know, I grew up on pins. I've collected them my entire life. So building pin trill is just uh, is my passion. See, I grew up with Jewish parents, so I grew up on pins and needles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I grew up with Jewish parents, and that's there why all I ever got was pins. Pins. Because oh, <laughs> it was the <laughs> item. Exactly. My parents went to Las Vegas and all I got was this stinking pin. Is that <laughs> yep, I didn't even get the t-shirt. <laughs> no t-shirt. So, What's this? You, you got other um, pins. What's some other yeah. pins? This one says a dollar. Yes. No, it says a so, hundred. I thought it says a dollar. What does it say? That's a hundred, right? hundred. What does that mean? Yeah. So that's the 100 emoji on your iPhone. Um, it was hmm. our first pin that we ever released. Wait, what's and, the hundred uh, emoji? Yeah, get in there. Oh, I look. can show you. Got so we just have, we have the poop emoji. Oh, you got the poop emoji. Yep, the heart emoji. <laughs> the praying hands. So oh. a lot of... A lot oh, of I like this one. You the, what? You'll like this one. It says, hello, my name is... Oh, I like that one. 
Do you have the Kim Kardashian butt emoji? Not the Kim Kardashian butt emoji, but we actually do have the Kim Kardashian crying emoji. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's important. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's a. Yeah. I, do, I do like the hello, my name is button. That's a nice yeah. one. Because that's, that's like a. Jimmy, you should wear that because that's like a, a, a conversation starter. Like, that's oh, hello, your name. What is your name? And he'll be saying Jimmy, even though we call him Jimmy. I don't really even know his name. No. No, you don't. All right, so you got the pin. What's this one? Is this like a fly? What is that? Is that That's a... the praying hands, uh, or it was a hand clap, I think, yeah, right? See, that's an emoji. It's, it's almost like a Rorschach test of buttons, Gersh. Yeah. <laughs> but see, my question what is What do you this? see here? What do I see? Yeah. I see two elephants making love to a men's glee club. See, now what does that, that tell you about Gersh? That uh, he it's doesn't... It's uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like, guys. <laughs> I got to tell you. All right, we got to get out. What, it pins is a nice sidelight, and I want to just be like your mother for a second. When are you guys going to make some real money? I mean, is this a money-making thing? You know, for me, the pins is a money-making thing. I mean, it started off as just something that I could use to pay my rent, hmm. but really we've seen it grow and uh, become become a widespread industry. I mean, we're really the, uh, the preeminent pin brand, so our goal is to become like the Adidas or the Nike of pins wow. and, uh, and be a global brand, and, and we see that happening within the next, you know, Probably two to to three years. Wow, that's a, that's kind of a lofty goal. Now, what's your what's your what's your market for here? Who who are you going after? Who's buying these pins? Yeah, so that's a great question. Really, the market is. It's always a great question with Vince. With me, I it's asked like, the great question. Shut the hell up. With Vince, it's like he asked the great questions. All right, go answer his so, question. I'm okay. You're laying on the Jewish guilt right now. Yeah, I feel that's what it. I do. I feel it. Um, no, so yeah, our, our main demographic really started off as as street kids that uh that were in that you know 13 to to 20 year old range. But it, it's grown and expanded into into young adults, into 50-year-old men, into 11-year-old girls that that just use emojis on their iPhone all day long, and uh. and now want to feel some sort of a physical connection to uh, to the real world instead of just being uh, in URL all the time hmm. on their phone or, or on their Instagram or Facebook page. But this gives them a way to connect physically. So that's like it's not an LOL, it's IRL. Yes, it's yeah, IRL. See how I did exactly. that, Jimmy? Talking to the young kids out there. Remember. You can take our calls at 718-260-4502. You might want to chat with these guys about their pins. I know I do. So it's not two elephants. You know what this pin reminds me of, Gersh? It reminds me of the new logo on the Brooklyn paper. I was going to ask. I wanted to ask Jay Frost that specifically. Go for it. I don't know if you saw the new Brooklyn paper logo. I happen to like it because it has the map of Brooklyn on the globe. Okay. And there's nothing else on it. Nothing there's else. no other countries. <laughs> like a continent. Like that's a pretty cool. Continent. That's my type of logo. Yeah. So yeah. it's basically your world, your news, and that's it. You want to know about nice. China? You're not picking up this you're paper. Not getting now, you know what nope. we want to do online? We want to, when you brush over it, like we want it to spin around. And just on the other side, there's nothing. Just ocean. Ocean. Just ocean. <sighs> yeah. Because what is there? You guys are from Brooklyn. What is there but Brooklyn? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. It really is. Right. It's like we, no reason. We're living the dream. Now, you, did you hear our interview with the borough president before? Uh, missed no, it, I missed it. The oh. highlight to me, because uh, I want to bounce this off for you, is he wants to bring mixed martial arts to Brooklyn. Where are you on that on that issue? Lofty goal. Lofty goal. <laughs> Nicely done. That was touche. That was turnabout is fair play. It's, uh, yeah, that's intense. We're the only state that doesn't have MMA, and I just thought it would be that a natural. Is true? We're the only state? Only state. Interesting. I just thought it would be a natural for a pin. I, I think so, <laughs> but I, I think also you know if it's a profit margin and, and there's there's a place that you can make money on it, then it's something that you can bring to the to the community because you know anything that we could do to uh, to generate funds is good. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's like the oldest profession. I, I, I don't mean profit. No, I mean like beating up people. <laughs> That's an old profession. Yeah. So ever see what is that? That the 2001 and they, they they the first tools were made to beat each other over the heads. Yeah, they didn't even want to cook. They just wanted to. Next hit thing each you knew, we're in outer space. Yeah, it's a weird movie. All right, so we got to get out. 
we do. <laughs> no, I like having these guys here because you can throw any question at them. You ever think of doing a line of political pins? And if so, what would they look like? How about an American flag? I hear you can make a lot of money with po- <laughs> you know, politicians no, and American I'd like flags. Actually, I'd, I'd love to address the political pins, but I want to talk about the American flag pin for a second. Because it's a sham, up. right? This, it's a sham. No, 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 no. But I had this conversation with somebody actually this this morning. And he, he said to me, I didn't even have the conversation, he texted to me, and he said to me, when are you going to release your baseline of pins? And I said, what's the baseline of pins? And he says, well, you don't have an American flag pin. And I said, you're right. You don't have an American because flag pin. Everybody flag else has done it. Do you really need to go there? No, but what about... How bar- about a Brooklyn flag? Yeah, borough flag pins. All <laughs> the boroughs have their own flag. That could be flags. the next J. Frost collaboration. You know what I mean? I would that, wear a Brooklyn pin. Yeah, I would I, wear a Brooklyn flag. You guys, the, the Brooklyn flag is the worst flag. Of no, no, no. Ich mach, <laughs> no, no. Ich mach dracht on. That's the, that's I the know what it says, it. Gersh. I know from, what it says. I know what it looks many. like. It's not It's not the nicest flag. I happen to like it. And if the borough president... That's why we wanted him on, because he would wear the Brooklyn pin with pride we got to get him. What if we accidentally gave him the Queen's one? You think he'd wear it? <laughs> Would he notice? Oh, you I think he'd recognize? <laughs> if you turn it upside down, it kind of looks like... Nah, Brooklyn. Far Rockaway blows it away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but so where are you on the politicians, though? On I the mean, politicians. You're, you're going to do a Trump pin, right? You know, we actually we have something in the works right now with, with a couple politician pins, and <laughs> it's something you're going to have to just wait in and see. Maybe have us back on the show and we release no, it. No, no, no. We don't do that. That's, that's What am I, hostage? I'm a hostage. <laughs> Give me a little bit of news. Give me the tiny bit of news. Anything you can reveal. Okay, so I guess we're, we're doing with a very uh, well-known New York street artist. Um, we just released a collaboration with him previously. Nice. And uh, he... Banksy? Not, not Banksy. No, he's, no. A, he's not a New York he's street artist. Oh, he was here. Artist. He was here. Um, but <laughs> Cost revs? I'm, yeah. I'm dating myself a little bit. Is it cost make revs? It here, make it anyway. No, it's not All cost right. revs. All right. <laughs> but the thing is, is that they're all going to you know play to the uh, to the idea that... Each candidate likes to make a little bit of fun of themselves, and uh, this way it's not any uh, directly supporting, you know, one or the other. But uh, you can purchase it if you like them or if you don't like them. Ah, I so see. So it's like a straw poll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Vince is a bit of a conservative. A little bit. <laughs> fiscal, fiscal conservative. Fiscal conservative. You got over this. You should have like a button with a dollar sign and a slash through it. That's Vince's button. <laughs> and mine would be tax and spend. It'd just be taxing and spending. Can you put that in a button? How can you make I, that I a button? Think I, just I think I can make that for you. Like some mm. big fat fat cat bureaucrat hey, where shoveling are these, money. I, 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 I'm guessing you're designing them here, but where are they being made? Where are these actually being produced? All the pins are being produced in China right now. China. Okay. China. So I heard of actually, that. Actually, they it's have like happen. a 3,000-year-old process of producing pins. It's kind of amazing. They used to produce cloth and egg pins. Wow. which are uh, hard enamel, baked over twice, and uh, they're, they're really beautiful. But so the technique there is just down pat, and it's super high quality. So They, they are good quality, I will say that. So this is one of those instances, Donald Trump, if you're listening, you might want to call in, but this is one of those instances where American jobs need to be sent out to China because they're the high quali- this is a high-quality product. Exactly. I like to hear that. I, I love the Chinese. I'm not like a Republican politician. I love the Chinese. I, love I mean, you, if I was president, you'd get so tired of losing that you... <laughs> anyway, that's a Trump <laughs> joke. And I, neither here nor this. It's just me trying to apologize to my dad for what happened last night. Dad, I'm sorry. I, I lost my cool. Didn't he invent Valium? My father did invent Valium. If you can hear the sound of my voice, call in 718-260-4502. Whether you take Valium, whether you need Valium, we'll get my father to get on it. Maybe hey, you should have had some Valium before you had that argument with your poor dad. I know. Last I know. We got to get out. We got to get out. No, we only have so much time. There's 10 minutes to go on the show. No, no. I got I to gotta get out. I want to ask the general question. Yes, sir. We asked him what's next. We asked him where you make the pins. We asked those. Give us just what's your favorite thing about Brooklyn? Go. Favorite thing. Favorite thing about Brooklyn is the food, nice. for sure. Okay. okay. That explains person. the poop pin. All right, what else you got? <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> what's the other thing about Brooklyn is how quiet it could be. 
it's a, it's a disconnect from Manhattan. I get to walk so around the, the, the streets. The livability of Brooklyn. Very livable. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. All right, boys. All right, we got to get out. So last thing, you want to plug something? We always let our guests plug something. So plug where you can buy the pins, plug your next project, plug your girlfriend's book, whatever. <laughs> Or boyfriend. Look, I'm not making a judgment. It's the judgment-free zone. I've always said well, Vince is a handsome man. Yes. I think all the pins can be purchased at Pintrill.com. Actually, I know they can be purchased at Pintrill.com. Mm-hmm. And my uh, shameless plug is for my girlfriend because without her, none of this would have happened. So I just See that? Thank her. That's wow, the he'd inspiration. Li- he'd like to thank the Academy. The Pintrill, by the way. Pintrill yes. is spelled P-I-N. Bring up the music, Jimmy. P-I-N-T-R-I-L.com. Pintrill.com. Two L's. Uh, did I say Double L. Double L. Yeah, Pintrill. And I want to thank you for coming in because, we, and, and stick around because we're going to talk some other issues. If you got a couple of minutes, Jimmy, can we uh, can we uh, play them out with the morning paper music? We got to do a commercial, Gersh. Well, first we're going to do. I read the morning paper. <laughs> As you know, that's Jimmy and the animals playing us into the morning paper segment. Stick around, guys, for a second. I got to pay one bill though, and you and this will play into what you've been talking about earlier. And I'll ask you: Has back pain ever kept you out of the game? Really? Yeah. See? What is it? Is it a lower back pain? It is like a lower back pain that's just like emanating. It's just like piercing. Same here, man. Yeah, well, see? The lower back pain. Last week, I asked the same question to Max Jaeger. He said sometimes he has problems with his hips. Well, forget about the hips. This is lower back pain. Well, you yeah. know something. There's a place called the Brooklyn Spine Center, and they're going to get you back in the game with a machine called the DRX 9000. Mm. It's a proven effective machine that uses the distraction force to relieve the nerve compression that causes your back pain. Or your sciatica. Yeah. It's a pumping action, mm-hmm. and it allows the nutrients to flow back in. So the good news is all you've got to do, and you should write this down. I'll give you the this. The DRX 9000. The DRX 9000. You so may not be a candidate for it, but you might. The only way to find out is you call the Brooklyn Spine Center at 718-234-6207. You schedule a consultation with Dr. Melinda Keller, great lady. And if you're not a candidate, she's got a lot of other techniques, including... Uh, stuff for bulging and herniated discs, degenerative mm. discs disease, etc. So call that number, 718-234-6207, or you can visit the website at brooklynspinecenter.com. And it, while you're there, are you looking for a dentist who provides quality oh. care at an affordable price? That guy needs a dentist. No offense. Yeah, nothing. No, I was not talking to Jimmy, not you. <laughs> Look no further than Dr. Joseph Lichter. The dentist and skilled hygienist at Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art office use the most up-to-date technology and techniques to provide you the best experience possible. Dr. Lichter and his staff perform traditional dental procedures such as teeth cleaning, fillings, root canal therapy, and tooth extractions. But in addition, they offer the latest in restorative and cosmetic dentistry, including implants, porcelain veneers and crowns, fixed bridges, and more. Procedures that can make a broken smile look like new. The office also offers, you've heard of it before, I'm going to say it again, Invisalign. Yeah, I love it. It's an alternative to metal braces that uses virtually invisible plastic aligners that shift teeth into place over a period of time. Isn't it time you visit a high-quality, state-of-the-art dentist who keeps dentistry affordable so everyone can benefit? That's a rhetorical question, by the way. It is rhetorical. It is time. It's It's time, Without question. Call Dr. Lichter's office today at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment that can improve your quality of life. But before you read your next spot, yeah. believe it or not, my girlfriend from Virginia who lives in Manhattan is asking a question. She didn't want to call in, a little shy. She's asking a question of the jewelry guy. She says, texting it, texting it. Are you going to expand into pendants or earrings, rings, etc.? She's asking the tough question, guys. I mean, anything's possible, you know. Um... I work with Mr. Flawless, who's the uh, top jeweler um, in New York City. 
So uh, I could bring this to his attention. I'm sure we can make something happen. All right. And what, are pins more popular <clears throat> among men who can wear them but not other jewelry? Is it like a gateway drug to jewelry? It's not a gateway drug to jewelry. Pins are more popular among people that are just open to wearing them. So you don't have to be a man or a woman. It's really just about wanting to, uh, you know, uh, show your individuality to, mm. to, to everyone around where, you. Where are they wearing their pins? Because when I was a kid, like yeah, in seventh yeah. grade, I remember the kids had them on their backpacks, backpacks and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Where, where are the pins going today? And yeah. please don't tell me in their nostril. <laughs> so it's actually really uh, interesting. You know, pins classically obviously can be worn on backpacks, on denim jackets, on leather jackets. But you see a real resurgence in the way that people are pinning. They're, they're putting pins on their zippers. They're putting pins in their hats, on the collars of their jackets, on the collars of their shirts to keep their collar down. No more collar stays. Nice. Oh, Amazing. yeah, look at that. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really about the, the person and the individual wearing it and, and how they want to they wanna showcase it. A pin can go anywhere. Well, I got to tell you something. Those are some very tough questions from my girlfriend. She has learned from the best. You know, you Atlas Steakhouse. This <laughs> <laughs> well, has got to pay one more bill. And Atlas Steakhouse offers a selection of premium cuts aged <coughs> on site for a perfect texture and taste. Atlas Steakhouse has an extensive list of vintage wines expertly Wait, hold mixed. on, hold on. You guys vegans? You're not vegans, are you? No. no. Okay, like tell them more, tell like them more about Atlas Steakhouse. Yeah, expert, steak. Well, everybody looks, loves expertly mixed classic and signature cocktails guaranteed to stimulate your palate atlas steakhouse has your choice cut steak crafted into a culinary masterpiece just for you do you think atlas steakhouse would make me a kale lime margarita if i asked him i think you'd have to bring the kale you want to try this you no. bring your own kale. it's a kale lime margarita me and kale don't get along there you go well See? this is from manhattan that's what i'm talking yeah, about it's a bad experience very bad you get your choice cut steak crafted in a, as a culinary masterpiece just for you. Delightful desserts, each sweeter than the last. Atlas Steakhouse, a completely unique dining experience at 943 Coney Island Avenue. Find them online at atlassteak.com. Okay, last thing. we got to get out. Give me the morning papers uh, song again. I want to get Gil in here just for the last two minutes of the show. Where's Gilly going to go? We're just going to get her in here. I don't know what happened. Hold on. No, I don't have an outgoing. Can you just open the door and yell Lauren Gill? So Lauren Gill worked on a story this week. Just yell it. Hey, Lauren, get in here. Lauren We're going to bring her in. Lauren Gill worked on Lauren a story this Gil? week. Gill, Lauren? Gilly. Just yell Gilly. Hi. All right, anyway. She worked on a story that's actually of great imports. Come on in here, Gil. Say hi to the jewelry right, guys. You got you to gotta let Gilly sit down, but you can, you can stay there. We got about a minute. Now, Gil, okay. you worked on a story this week about the F train in Dumbo. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever been to It's more about the station. Well, I'm going to get yeah. to that. Yeah. About the Front Street Station, York Street Station, sorry. It is jam-packed. Why is it jam-packed, Gilly? There's only one way out and one only, way in. Only one way out, baby. And you know the Allman Brothers sang that song. One way out, Lord, I just can't find the door. Well, what are you, what are you saying that Dumbo residents are advocating? They want another exit. Okay, so where are they going to put that exit? There are many options, actually. Are there? Would any of them cost less than a billion dollars? Um, I'm not an expert on this. I believe Vince has worked out a good solution oh, for Dima, the new exit. Demaselli has a plan. Yeah. What's your plan? What's the Demaselli plan? We're running out. We're running out of time. The, the simple plan is the 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 platform goes all the way to High Street. High and Street. And it's pretty. You could pretty simply add an entrance at High Street, and then you could actually run a tunnel to the High Street AC train, and you could actually create one large train station for the AC and F. I gotta ask our guests, because we gotta get out. You guys have been to the York, the York Street Station, am I right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what yeah. do you think of that York Street Station? 
Well, it's been a while since I was there. I don't know, have you been there recently? The, the last time I was there, it was okay for me, but I don't use it every day. Okay, so. but Gil, was, they were chatting in her ear about saying they shouldn't allow any more development in Dumbo until that station is fixed. And you know where I am. I'm pro-development. I'm pro-residential. I want big buildings. I want restaurants. I want stores. I want shops. I want places to walk. What am I going to do? I'm going to advocate for more subway service. we got to get out. Jimmy, play us out. <laughs> Lauren Gill, thank you for coming in. Thank the you. guys from Pintrell recording live from downtown Brooklyn, America's downtown. Vince DiMasselli and Gersh Kunstman of Brooklyn Paper Radio, sponsored again by Brooklyn Spine Center, Atlas Steakhouse, and Joseph Lichter DDS. I'm Gersh. That's Vince, handsome man. Both of us, thank you for listening. Call in next week. Gersh, thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. Guys, we'll see you next week at 4.30. Hey, we didn't talk about the Common Core. Oh, we got to get on that. Thanks, guys. <laughs>